Hey, you, welcome back to the Business Lounge podcast, episode number two. And today we're talking all about creating content calendars that actually work. Welcome to the Business Lounge Podcast, where each week we unpack the hottest online marketing and business strategies so you can grow your business, increase your bottom line, and make a bigger impact. And now, here's your host, Kimberly Ann Jimenez. I'm so excited to have you back here with me listening once again to the Business Lounge podcast. And today I'm actually going to be talking about one of the topics that I absolutely love to talk about. It's creating content calendars. And, you know, this is one of the foundational aspects of creating success online, right? You want to be able to put out consistent content, content that is high quality, but at the same time, you want to do it in a way that is not going to, you know, just throw you into an overwhelm tailspin where you're feeling like you can never catch up with your content. I mean, it really is a lot, right? Like we're talking about social media posts and newsletters and blogs and videos and all kinds of promotional content. And it can get really overwhelming if you don't have a place to organize it all. And of course, that's where content calendars come in. So I'm really confident that you're going to love this episode. We've actually prepared a full-blown content calendar template uh, that you can download, you know, for free. So you can come on over to KimberlyAnnHumanist.com forward slash two as in the number two, to get access to an entire blog post where you're going to be able to see all the steps that we're going to talk about step by step in more of a visual manner. But then also you're going to be able to download the content calendar template for free. Now, I have to warn you, this is definitely one of the most popular topics uh, over on the blog. Lots of my subscribers and my listeners love asking questions about content calendars, so I might get a little too excited in this episode, okay? So bear with me here. We're going to go through the process step-by-step of how to set up a content calendar that actually works, and truthfully... I'm going to be breaking it down into about five to six different steps for you. But before we dive into the step-by-step process, you might be wondering, okay, Kim, what exactly is a content calendar and why do I even need one? So let me just break it down for you. If you've ever wondered, you know, what to post on Facebook, or maybe you ran out of blog topics, or, uh, you know, you don't know what to send to your newsletter, you need a content calendar in your life, my friend. See, content calendars help to plan and organize and schedule every piece of content that you publish online. It's that place where all of your social media posts, your blogs, your newsletters, your videos, your podcasts, your graphics strategically come together to grow your business. So it's really important that you have a system to organize your content. And more importantly, that you have a strategy behind the content that you are creating. See, this is one of the biggest mistakes that I see people make 
online. They don't have a strategy behind the content that they're creating. They're just creating it willy-nilly week after week without really looking at what are their business goals and how is this content going to move the needle forward you know, in their business. So I really want you to start creating your content strategically and start using this content calendar to guide you know, the way that you actually conduct your business online. So instead of creating content willy-nilly, I really want you to outline your goals first and foremost. You know, I run my content calendar um, really on a quarterly basis. So we plan out our content for the quarter based on what our goals are and what our promotional, uh, you know, schedule looks like. So the first thing that I do before I ever, you know, brainstorm blog topics or podcast topics or newsletters or even social media posts is to look at my promotional calendar. And that tells me, okay, we're going to be having, you know, X or Y type of promotion for our business, you know, this week. And then the week following, we're going to have a promotion for this specific product or this specific service or this specific course. And that allows me to reverse engineer the strategy so that I can start prepping my subscribers, my website, you know, readers, my blog readers, my podcast listeners, I can start prepping them for the sale. I can start prepping them for the promotion by delivering massive amounts of value in advance. And so that way, our content seamlessly flows into a sale or a promotion. Now, it's not always about sales and promotions, right? You might have completely different business goals. Some months we're just doing, you know, strategic lead generation. So we're really putting out content to start uh, building up our email list and bringing more people into the business. Other months we're just trying to increase our followers and build better relationships with our, uh, you know, with, with our Facebook fans, with our uh, Facebook group, with our, uh, you know, business lounge members. It just depends on that month. And so it really begins with laying out your goals for the next at least 30 days. And that'll allow you to create content, like I said, in a reverse. So you're going to be able to reverse engineer this process. So that is definitely step number one. It's really setting up those goals so that you have a clear strategy when it comes to setting up your content calendar. Now, if you're just getting started with either creating your content calendar or you're thinking of revamping this whole system in your business, I really have a little bit of a tip for you. And that's really just to start simple. You can get, you know, super fancy later. You can jazz things up later. But it's important to just start simple. Keep it simple. Keep it really easy for you to start implementing. And this goes for anything that you're implementing that's kind of new in your business. So let's move on to step number two, which is really important because here is where you're going to start figuring out your content categories or like I like to call them content buckets. Now this is a strategy that I learned from Laura Roder and it completely changed the way that I approached content marketing back before I even had my own business. So figuring out your content categories is really important. 
because this is going to help you to plug in those content categories inside your content calendar on a more uh, systematic basis. So where do you start with figuring out what your content categories are? It's actually very simple. You just want to lay out or, you know, jot down the different content content types that you're going to be sharing. Now, in your business, you know, it might be something like blog posts, podcasts, videos, and then social media content, newsletters, um, and maybe some kind of lead magnet or freebie. It is really personal to your individual business, right? Not every business has the same content categories. So don't freak out if your content categories don't fit into, you know, the the categories that I just mentioned, because you're going to have your own content categories categories and that's the whole point. Now, once you have those general content buckets, you know, where you're going to be really just focusing in on the the big epic content categories, which are, you know, maybe your blog or maybe a podcast or video, you really want to start breaking it down even further into social media content buckets or social media content categories. Now, again, it's totally up to you whether you want to create this or not, but I find it really really helpful, especially when I'm going to be publishing content on platforms like Facebook or Twitter, where you can create different types of content. I find this really, really helpful. So here are just a couple ideas in terms of how you can break down your social media content buckets further. So mine are blog posts, right? I like to share my blog posts on Facebook and Twitter and Pinterest questions. I like to ask questions, you know, via Facebook and Twitter, other people's content. So I like to curate and share um, other people's content on Facebook, on Twitter, etc., and then I also like sharing quotes or inspiring content, tips and tricks, tutorials, videos, contests and giveaways, promotions, and then I leave space for everything else, quote unquote, which is just, you know, kind of like spur of the moment, anything that I come up with on the fly, I kind of leave space for those organic moments to happen on social media so that not everything is templated and structured. And so that's how I organize my social content bucket. So again, there's two different categories. You have your main hub content or your epic content, which is more long form. This is where you're going to be sharing the most amount of value with your readers and with your followers. Um, and that usually is a blog post, like I said, podcast, a YouTube show, maybe even a live, uh, you know, video show now that we have live streaming. And then you want to break it down even further with your social media content specifically. So that would be, you know, blog posts or videos, or your podcast, maybe you want to share questions, other people content, tips and tricks, promotions and everything else, etc. Now, if you need more of a visual kind of cue to guide you along, if you're a visual learner like I am, we have all of this mapped out over on the blog with charts and little checklists and graphics so that you can visualize this process. So come on over to KimberlyAnnieMenez.com forward slash two as in the number two and you can get access to all of that. 
All right. So now that you actually have all of your content buckets, your content categories laid out, it's time to move into step number three, which is assigning frequency. You want to figure out how often you know you want to be publishing this type of content on a monthly basis. And this really just helps before you even start plugging in, you know, these content categories into your calendar. It really just helps to assign a frequency so you that so that you know exactly how often you're going to be sharing this content. So when it comes down to assigning frequency, all you're going to want to do is simply uh, jot down next to that content bucket or that content category a specific frequency. Now, this kind of, you know, bears the question, how often should I be posting this type of content? And this is one of the questions that I get asked a lot inside of the business lounge, where we have a full-blown course on how to create kickbook content calendars. And my members ask a lot about this, you know, specific question, how often should I be posting my specific content buckets? So you really just want to set a realistic frequency in order to deliver your content consistently, right? It might be a stretch when you're first starting out to post, you know, two or three blog posts every week. So you want to set realistic frequencies and realistic expectations so that you can stay consistent. Now, I recommend starting out with one new piece of original epic content every week. And when I talk about original and epic content, I mean long form content in whatever way you want to deliver it, whether it be via a podcast or a blog post or live stream, or perhaps it's just a video show on YouTube, whatever it is, I recommend starting with one new piece of content, original content every single week. And that's really going to help you get some momentum. You can go and increase, you know, your frequency from there, but it's not something that you absolutely need to be, you know, publishing more than one huge, you know, super valuable content piece every week. And that's going to help to dictate, you know, the rest of your content. You're going to be able to, you know, really start uh, repurposing that content. So you maybe you publish a blog post every week or a podcast episode, and you can turn a couple of, you know, the main topics that you talked about in that blog post or in that podcast into multiple tweets or multiple Facebook posts or multiple Instagram graphics. And so you really, again, want to start with that new original content piece every week. And that's going to help, again, to dictate your frequency for the rest of your content. Now, when it comes to uh, social media posts and newsletters, you know, you really want to be at least emailing your fan base, your email list, you know, every single week. So as you create your original content piece, you can send them an email about that. And then you can increase the amount of emails you send over time based on how people react to them on your list, but also the type of content that you're creating, whether you have promotions, etc. So the second kind of frequency that you want to set is for your newsletter. So how often are you going to be emailing your subscribers? 
course, a minimum of one time per each new content piece that you create. And again, you don't want to totally bombard your email list. You know, if you're creating five to seven new uh, epic content pieces like podcasts or blog posts, so definitely use common sense. But you want to at least you know share one of those content pieces with your email subscribers every single week. Okay, so now that you have your frequency laid out for both your big pieces of content, original content like blog posts and podcasts, but also your specific newsletter, now it's time to dive into your social media content. And you're going to want to set up a frequency uh, for each individual profile. So for example, let's say that you are creating content on Facebook. What you want to do in terms of frequency is make sure that you're staggering your posts so that your content stays fresh and varied, right? You don't want to uh, post the same type of content back to back to back. Now for every self-serving post uh, that you publish, there should be another post that delivers amazing value. And when I talk about self-serving posts, I mean, you know, sales, promotions, invitations for people to sign up. And hey, we're interrupting the show real quick just to tell you about the sponsor of this episode. If you want to finally stop ghosting your audience, for good and move away from inconsistency with your content creation, we have the perfect solution for you. It's our brand new content calendar playbook and it's chock full of over 200 plus caption starters, done for you social media post prompts and over 70 pages of templates and resources and tools so that you know exactly what to say to keep your audience engaged, excited and coming back for more consistently. Listen, you know that your content has been a problem for a while. And if that's the case, it's time to get off your booty and actually do something about it. Just for our podcast listeners, you can go over to contentcalendarplaybook.com. That's contentcalendarplaybook.com and get an incredible deal on 90 days of plus of content strategy that's done for you. You're going to absolutely love this new resource. And I know it's going to make a huge difference with helping you stay consistent with your content creation and getting back in the game when it comes to attracting attention for your business. Alrighty, back to the show. your webinars or for people to sign up for lead magnets, you want to make sure that you're balancing it off. And with time, you're going to figure out which frequency works best for you and really which frequency, you know, your subscriber, your fans, I should say, not subscribers, your fans react to the most. Now, here's a little bit of a tip as well. When it comes down to setting up frequency for your social media accounts, I feel like it's much easier to set up a frequency on a weekly basis versus a monthly basis. And the reason is you're going to have a lot of social media content that's going to be going out depending on how many social networks you have active. But when it comes to really setting up that frequency, I find that it's easier to break it down into weekly frequency uh, 
kind of posts instead of doing an entire month and figuring out how many times you're going to be sharing questions a month and blog posts it just makes it easier because once you have one week down you can just repeat the same process for the second and the third and the fourth and you know it all adds up to an entire month so here's an example of what my content bucket frequency looks like on a weekly basis for facebook so on a weekly basis, we share, and, and by the way, we share a lot of Facebook content. This does not mean that you need to be sharing a ton of Facebook content. It's just what we've experimented with and what we've tested over the years and what works for us. So I share blog posts four times a week. I share questions three times a week. I share other people's content three times a week, inspiring content four times a week and so on and so forth. So that's what you're going to be wanting to do for each individual social network. So social network number one, you want to have those content buckets, and then you want to figure out how often you're going to be sharing that specific content type or content bucket. Really important. Now, this is going to be super helpful to just have down on paper. So the next step makes it even easier for you to implement. So with your content bucket list and the frequency in which you're going to be sharing each individual content type, you can now start choosing your favorite content calendar tool. And then the next step is just obviously to start importing those content buckets into your content calendar. Now, when it comes to tools, a lot of people have different opinions, and this is one of the questions that we get asked most frequently is, what tool should I be using for my content calendar? I mean, it's a lot, and I'm overwhelmed, and I don't know what to do. So really, I have a couple of steps that can help you pick, you know, what tool works the best for you. Number one is to know that not every tool is going to work for every business. You want to be able to have, you know, a tool that you love using that is simple enough for you to implement that you can teach your virtual assistant to use or your intern to use or other team members. That is a tool that really helps you stay on track, consistent, and just works for you. So it's really important that you kind of choose a tool that you feel comfortable with, whether that be a paper calendar and you want to just have a giant calendar on your office wall and that's how you run your content calendar or you're more comfortable with maybe a Google spreadsheet or an Excel spreadsheet, that's totally okay. But for the purpose of this podcast, I want to share with you digital tools that you're going to be able to use um, you know, on a consistent basis. Now, I love digital tools as much as I love paper and kind of, you know, starting out on paper, I want to take my content back to a digital tool because content changes a lot. You know, stuff happens in your business where you're going to need to maybe push that newsletter, you know, to next week or, you know, rearrange the order of your blogs or change out your social media posting schedule. And so doing that is so much easier with a digital tool, not to mention a lot of these tools are going to let you preload that content, uh, specifically your social media content and your blogs into a you know, single calendar so you can see everything at a glance in terms of what's going to be published in your business for a specific week, for a specific month, for a specific day. So I have a couple of my favorite tools that I want to share with you. Number one is using a Google Calendar. 
Now, Google Calendars are super simple to set up. They're very easy to use. And again, if you want to see more of a visual description of how I set up my Google Calendar or how I would set up a Google Calendar um, for the content calendar purpose, you can definitely head over to KimberlyAnnHimenez.com forward slash two, as in the number two, and you're going to see a blog post with the breakdown of this entire process. You can check out the screenshots that I've included there for you. Now, Google Calendars are really cool. They're very easy to color code. They're simple and they're very straightforward. So those are some of the pros. Now, some of the cons of using a Google Calendar is that you can't really preload the content to be published. It's just uh, like having a visual plan of how you're going to be publishing your content every single week, which might be exactly what you need. You're just going to have to determine whether or not this is going to work for you. Now, the way that I would structure my Google Calendar is I actually have different calendars um, that represent specific content types. So I would have a single calendar for my blog posts and then another calendar um, for my promotions and then another calendar for my podcast and another calendar for my social media content. That way I can filter them out and select which kind of view I want to see. I want to see, you know, all of it or just a specific content bucket or content category. And that is really, really helpful. Now, the other tool that I want to talk to you about is Trello. And Trello is one of my favorite task management tools ever. I absolutely love it because it's so versatile and you can really do a lot of neat things with Trello. Um, But you do have to keep in mind that Trello, like Google Calendars, would only allow you to plan your content. It does give you a little bit more flexibility in terms of attaching photos and video and kind of different files. Also collaborating with your team and setting up workflows for each of your content categories like what needs to be done when you need to publish a blog post or maybe your video show or a podcast. And so that integration works really nicely. We love using Trello as a content calendar. We actually have multiple content calendars in our business that are set up on Trello. But, you know, you do want to weigh in the pros and the cons. Now, if you want to access a Trello content calendar template, we actually have a full-blown template inside of Trello that you can steal and copy for your own account with images and labels and all the cards already pre-created for you so that you can kind of see how it would work inside of Trello. And that's inside uh, the Business Lounge membership under our Create a Kickbook Content Calendar course. So if you haven't joined our membership already, definitely come over and check it out at join thebelounge.com. But whether you join us or not, I still want you to make sure that you're picking the right tool for your specific content calendar. And so the next tool that I'm going to talk about is also very loved by a lot of you, and that is Asana. I love Asana. I think it's a phenomenal tool as well. And now that they've actually released Uh, boards that are very similar to what Trello uh, has kind of in store in terms of how they organize their tasks. Really visualizing a content calendar inside Asana is way easier than it used to be. So I really love that Asana already has content calendar templates inside of, you know, your account so you can easily create a new project and then set up the content calendar template. 
Alternatively, you can also set up a project and then select the board format and really start just importing each individual card or each individual task as a content bucket or a content category. Now, the pros of using Asana are very similar to the pros of using Trello. They won't actually publish the content for you, but you can plan it and organize it and work with your team on creating that content, which is definitely what we do inside of Trello. So Asana is a really good alternative as well. Maybe you're already using Asana to manage your tasks and your projects, and that is just kind of like the natural progression of how to implement a content calendar for your business. Now I've left the best tool for last in my opinion because it is designed for content calendars and it's called CoSchedule. If you haven't heard of CoSchedule before, I definitely think you should check it out. I'm going to leave um, a link in the show notes and I actually have a full-blown video tutorial that'll kind of guide you through the process of setting up a co-schedule content calendar so that you can see what the platform has to offer. It's my favorite tool. I mean, it is incredible because it allows you to not just plan and publish your social media content, whether you're planning, you know, your Instagram post or your Facebook post or your Twitter or LinkedIn or Google Plus or even Pinterest, but it also allows you to plan and collaborate with your team in creating your blog posts. If you have a WordPress site, it actually will publish the blog post for you. But you can plan any type of content like your newsletter, or perhaps your lead magnets or your podcasts. It's a beautiful tool. You have uh, color coded labels that you can kind of add to it. You can also collaborate with your team and add a specific set of tasks and workflows, which I absolutely love. So CoSchedule is by far my favorite tool. I definitely recommend checking them out. And again, if you go over to KimberlyAnnHimenez.com forward slash two, you're going to be able to see that video that I've created for you guys so that you can see how CoSchedule works and whether or not it would be the right fit for your business. All right, guys, so switching gears here into the very last step that we have for you, which is creating your content calendar, it's time to finally put all of your content in your content calendar, start planning in advance, and doing this as a system that you go to every single month to really start leveraging your content and getting as much as you possibly can out of it. So the first thing that I would do when I'm importing a content calendar for my business is to start by importing your big original content pieces, your long form content pieces, like for example, your podcast or your blog post. And that way, again, that's going to set the tone for your entire content calendar. So I would start by figuring out, you know, what your podcast episodes are going to be, what your YouTube shows are going to be, your blogs, your live video streams. And this is the part where you get to brainstorm and really think of the different ideas um, that you can start you know, making come to life inside your blog or your podcast, etc. This also includes your newsletters, but you want to start off by really just brainstorming a list of, you know, potential blog post ideas or podcast ideas, etc. 
And this is the part where you, you know, might also need to do some research and figure out, you know, what kind of content you need to be creating in order to move the needle forward in your business. So here's where you're going to be doing a lot of the brainstorming aspect. And once you've brainstormed, you know, at least uh, a full month worth of podcasts or blog posts and also newsletters, then you can move into other content pieces, you know, whether that be lead magnets that you're going to be creating um, to capture names and emails via your blog or your podcast episodes um, or that be your social media content here's where you can add all of the content pieces that really just help to drive traffic to your main content pieces and help to bring all of your strategy together so there you have it, folks, how to create a content calendar that actually works. We talked about the strategy, we talked about the tools and the system, but I really want you to start implementing. It's taking what you learned in this episode and then really going at it. It's important that whatever you learn, you implement. And this is one of those key areas of, in any online business that can always use some tweaking, some revamping. They really want you to feel encouraged about building a content calendar, especially now that we're heading into the new month, uh, second month of the year in February, it's really time to start laying out a solid content foundation for the year so that you're clear on what you're going to be publishing week in and week out. Don't forget that we've taken all of the notes for you over at KimberlyAnnHimenez.com forward slash two, as in the number two. And there you're also going to access my ultimate content calendar template. This template has been downloaded thousands of times on my website. It's definitely a crowd favorite. So I would recommend going over and checking that out for sure. And if you want to learn even more about creating content calendars, repurposing your content and really approaching content marketing in a very strategic way, definitely come join us over at the Business Lounge. We have a full-blown course specifically dedicated to building content calendars that actually work so that you can start leveraging your content to build your traffic and really start capturing more leads and boost your bottom line. Thank you so much for being with me here today, and I will catch you in the next episode of the Business Lounge Podcast. Bye for now.